Welcome to Anabaptist Mom Talk. My name is Christy, and I am a believer in Jesus, walking out my Christian life within the Anabaptist culture. And I always have lots of thoughts swirling in my head. So let's get to it. Thanks for joining me. I'm back again with part three of our foster care adoption journey that putting it in a nutshell to explain our family of nine and how we got to be the parents of seven children in a pretty short amount of time. So I'm assuming that you have listened to part one and part two. And at the end of part two, I stopped with our family being a family of eight, six children. And when, again, when our youngest came home, my oldest was nine, seven, three, one, one, and a newborn. So life was very busy. And our house, we lived in a very small house, and we were completely maxed out. We had three children in one bedroom, two children in another, and the baby was in ours because our house was a three-bedroom house, and the rooms were all tiny. I think it was like 1,500 square feet. So we ended up moving to a, a bigger house, which was a whole God story in itself that we were so thankful for to have the extra space. It was a four-bedroom house with two bathrooms, which was fantastic. The house we had had only one bathroom. So we moved and we had heart surgery and that was the whole time with our son, our baby. But um, God was gracious and he came out of that great and no more surgeries, according to the doctor, would ever be needed for him again. And so super thankful. And then we were soon able to adopt the three youngest children um, all by the year of 2018 all of the children were adopted and we were our we were closed with the agency we were no longer foster parents so i started um just i was just really tired all the time which i was like i have six children um when we moved one of the beautiful things that happened when we moved was that we were able to send our children to christian education um school so i no longer had to homeschool which was really uh, a gift because I just felt like I couldn't do it well anymore and um, just with so many little ones to take care of. So they started going to private education and I was home with the children, but I always was very tired and not feeling well, but just pushing through because it was what it was and you just assume that you're tired because you're having all these children. Well, 2019, I finally went to the doctor and after a couple different appointments and things basically the doctor walked in the room one time and this was like well you need a hysterectomy you have a growth that they had tried to remove and it wasn't it wasn't going away it was growing back and it was growing out the outside wall of my uterus and it was just causing a lot of problems and what happened was I was becoming severely anemic um, I almost needed a blood transfusion because I had been losing so much blood, but I didn't. I just needed some iron infusions. But I remember getting to that point, not realizing what was wrong. And I couldn't even walk up the steps without having, I would get to the top of the steps and I would sit down. I was out of breath. My legs felt like they were going to give out. And I just remember thinking, what is wrong with me? Like, am I just so un, I'm like, I need to start walking or running or lifting weights or something like why well, can't I even go up my steps and again so much of it was also brain fog because i was so severely anemic but i it all was such a slow onset that i did not realize what was happening and so when they 
told me that I was severely anemic. Things just started to make sense. I got the iron infusions. I started to feel so much better, but I was still just having some active bleeding issues. And they were just like, this is not going to resolve unless we remove your uterus. So that that was that. And I just had so much, um, there was a lot of like just unknowns with that. There was a, a lot of lost dreams feeling. I'd always hoped that we would have another little girl. We had five boys and one daughter and I had just always hoped for another daughter so that my girls could grow up together and that we could have sister days and have it that she could have a sister. And it just felt like a loss of a dream that maybe God would do a miracle and we would get pregnant and, and have another baby. Um, but at the same time, I was like, my heart and my arms are full. Like I have six children. I am so blessed. I am busy. I am, my arms are not aching like they were with my miscarriage. And I remember praying about it. And I clearly saw the Lord show me that his way of healing me was through a hysterectomy. And so after that vision, I had so much peace about it. A lot of people question like, is there anything else you could do? And I'm like, we did. We looked into a lot of different options. Um, but I was so sick. I was so sick. They actually had me on a cancer medication to try to stop my bleeding just so I could function as a person. Because for whatever reason, they waited a whole month to do the surgery. And I was just like, I couldn't take the children up to bed anymore. I was so wiped out. I was on the couch every day taking naps. And it was just awful. And I really did feel like sometimes I just really felt like I was dying. And so it was scary and terrible. And I couldn't be a parent at all. And so I was ready for the hysterectomy. I was like, if this is what's going to give me my life back, I'll take it, even though it, it's a big deal to taking an organ and like there goes any chance of ever having more children and anyways so went into surgery woke up from surgery to find out that during surgery I had coded which was really somebody said Christy drama follows you everywhere you go I'm like promise I had nothing to do with it I was completely out but yes it does seem like there is some drama I I am I am drama okay I know I'm a hot mess I'm drama. And apparently, even when I have nothing to do with it, I am still drama because they called a code through the entire hospital and they did some chest compressions. But here, it actually wasn't heart related. It was due to the air they were putting in my stomach and it was a vagal nerve response. The doctor said this happened to him only one other time and he's been doing surgeries for 30 years. So he was a little freaked out. Praise the Lord. He went ahead and did the surgery anyways after they got everything stabilized. I would have been so disappointed if I had woken up and the surgery wasn't done. But I came through surgery fine. Praise the Lord. Like he has a plan. I'm still here. So that was a really big blip on our timeline of just like our journey with children and infertility and just like what is our family going to look like. So I had the hysterectomy and yet I still had the crib. And I and I just couldn't get rid of it. I just kept saying, but what if there's the God? What if God has one more for us? Like, what if there's another baby out there? And I just didn't know why I didn't have peace about getting rid of the crib, but I just didn't. And so fast forward to 2021, one of our children's biological mom found out that she was going to have a baby and she knew that due to her life circumstances, the baby was going to need to go into care. And so she asked us if we would be willing to take the baby, which was, um, we all knew it was going to be a baby girl. And I was, my heart was delighted. I was like, yes, like if you need a home for your baby, I am here for it. <laughs> and so again, long story short, through circumstances, um, her mom signed her off to us just saying, you know what, I want my daughter to be with her sibling. I want her to stay in your home. She just knew that 
the season of life that she was in, it was too much for her to try to take care of the baby. And so, yeah, here we were. Like, this was God's story of this is why we kept the crib, because we did. We brought baby girl home and we ended up adopting her just the end of 2023. We finally finalized her adoption. It was a time of great rejoicing for our family and even for her biological mom. She was so happy. She actually asked to come to court and be part of the adoption court hearing. And so she was there and it was so beautiful to have her there, to, for her to bless us in adopting her daughter, for us to be able to continue that relationship with her is so good and so beautiful. And it's just been this crazy whirlwind of a ride. And we feel very much like now our family is complete. And I just didn't know if I'd ever feel that. People say they feel that. And I'm always just like, how do you know? But how do you know? You'll know. You'll just know. And so um, it's just been this really weird thing for the last 10 years, especially the last three or four years when I no longer had a hysterectomy. I no longer had a, after the hysterectomy, no longer having a uterus. I still just didn't know if we were done having babies. And I'm like, what kind of what kind of story is this where a woman who doesn't have a uterus can go around saying, but are we done? But is there another baby for us? And it's just like, this is the story that God, only God can write because it makes no sense that I should question whether or not I'm going to have more children. I have, I literally have no ability to have more children. And yet with God, nothing is impossible. And here she is, our little God story, the one who reminds us that God's ways are so much outside our box and Nothing's impossible with him, including bringing in a sister and a daughter and completing our family in a way that we just didn't think was possible um, on our own abilities. We knew it wasn't possible. And she has just been the most delightful baby ever. And and so it's just been a really joyful experience to bring her into our family, especially every single one of the children with the parents' blessing has just really been so, so good and we're so thankful for that because adoption is very bittersweet. Every single one of our children has a story of loss. From the beginning, they have a story of loss that they're going to have to process through. And we are praying that we can help them to do that well. We're praying that because they each have someone from their biological family that they're connected to, that that will help them process their adoption story. And also just knowing that their parents wanted them here. But we also realized, like, if you adopt from overseas, your child probably has no way of ever finding their birth parent and so, or even a family member. And so it's not possible for everybody to have that. And God's grace is sufficient even in those moments too. And so everyone's adoption story is different. Every foster care story is different. The way that you process your story is going to be different. But this is our story, parts of it anyways. I try not to share too much because I want to honor my children want them to be able to have the opportunity to share their story as much as they want and as little as they want. But it is no secret. Adoption in our family is no secret. No one is afraid to talk about being adopted. And I will talk more about that some other time, just how we handle adoptions and birth families and conversations that come up. But as for now, I'm going to be signing off. Thank you so much for listening. And I hope that um, if you ever have any adoption questions, feel free to reach out, send me a text or an email or DM. I would love to hear your story as well. 